Welcome to another episode of the Leaders in Education podcast, the official podcast for the Charlevoix-Emmett Intermediate School District, featuring voices in education. Today, I'm pleased to be talking with three incredible individuals, Aaron Brofman, teacher consultant at the Charlevoix-Emmett Intermediate School District, Heather Lowe, Petoskey High School teacher, and Matt McSweeney, also a Petoskey High School teacher. Aaron, Matt, Heather, thank you for being here today. Thank you. So today we're going to be talking about Peer-to-Peer, an evidence-based program that's intended to promote belonging, independence, um, and academic opportunities for students with autism and other disabilities. So to get us started, I wonder, Erin, if you could give us some background and information about Peer-to-Peer. Yes, absolutely. Peer-mediated interventions are documented as far back as the 1830s in Paris, France. Uh, the governor of a hospital recognized the value of employing recovered patients as hospital staff. And so chief physicians praised this peer staff for being gentle, honest, and humane, and disposed to kindness. Now more recently, educational origins of peer-to-peer are found in a single Michigan school district in, in the 90s. A core group of special education staff were concerned about the social isolation of students with autism. Sure. Um, And in Clarkston, a district of the suburbs of Detroit, they had a center-based program that served nearly 100 students with autism, and they wanted to increase integration within typical schools and classrooms. So they began identifying and training peers without disabilities to serve as role models, academic supports, and interaction partners to students with disabilities. Wow, that's fascinating history, 200 years, well, almost 200 years worth. That's great. Uh, So Matt, you were instrumental in getting the peer-to-peer program off the ground here in Petoskey. So can you tell us what prompted you to pursue this and how it took shape? Yeah, so um, each spring, high high school teachers, counselors, principal, go down to the middle school and we do transition meetings for the eighth graders coming up. There was a student who was identified at that time as an individual who could benefit um, from potentially some peer support. Um, Aaron here next to me um, had been trained in peer-to-peer and brought up this idea that, hey, this is a student who could really benefit from this support. So we decided that fall to um, implement the kind of informal peer-to-peer program it was Aaron, uh, Michelle Baumgartner, Neely McDermott, myself, um, and we just kind of threw it out there and offered it up to, to students. Um, and I was kind of surprised at how many we had volunteer basically give up an hour of their morning um, a couple times a month to uh, meet, learn, hang out, have fun, play games, eat breakfast and just really work to establish relationships with this individual student and each other um, and just really work to, you know, make our school a more inclusive environment, a welcoming environment for this young man. Um, And it was just a really neat thing to witness. Um, I'd like to think they all enjoyed it. And so from there, we had another student come up a couple years later who um, we did kind of the same thing, an informal morning meeting a couple times a month. And then it was the year, I think it was 2019, the winter of 2019. It was the year school shut down with COVID. Right, right. Um, I was approached by our principal, Deidre Gamble, to start an actual peer-to-peer program with the help of Aaron 
um, that would be, you know, meet the curriculum standards for credit. Um, And so we started that um, and it was going pretty well and then school shut down um, and so that, you know, kind of, I guess, didn't go away because Heather came in and and took it over, but that was kind of the beginning of the peer-to-peer program at Petoskey High School. So until then, it was just a completely volunteer, students didn't get get any credit for it? Yep, no no credit, strictly volunteer, and we had a good number of students. Um, I was just really impressed with how they kind of, you know, came in and were willing to, to give their time to help students. And are those students that are volunteering to help, are they in any particular grade level? Are they seniors or any? They were, I think they were mostly juniors, seniors. I'm trying to remember what, when we first started, what grade level those students were. So they could do it for a couple years if they wanted to? Yeah. Yep. Yep. They could do it for a few years. And we did have students do it for multiple years. Yep. So what are some of the goals of the program? Um, I would say definitely... Our main goal is just to increase um, social and academic opportunities for all students um, and to foster those peer relationships. So we work really hard at first uh, when our students are in the program um, enrolling as an elective class, we make sure that they are um, trained, but then also we provide just those natural connections and opportunities for them to get to know their peers so that then it's just a natural support. It's like two students working together cooperatively for a shared outcome. Okay, you mentioned trained. So what do students need to do in order to be able to participate in the peer-to-peer program as, as mentors? Are they they're called peers or mentors? or? We typically called? just call them peers. Okay. Uh, there it, are some programs that will call them links, but we've found that for ease of understanding for all students, we just say, you know, where's your okay. peer? And we call yeah. both groups of students peers. So oh, that, good. again, it's yeah. we're just removing boundary or barriers for our students. But we actually, it is, um, like Matt mentioned, it's an elective class here at Petoskey High School. It's run six hours a day, so it fits into students' schedule when they have um, an hour for that. It's a semester class, so we have students that take it for a semester. We have students that have taken it um, from their freshman year on, so it just all depends. And then um, Matt, myself, and um, Nicole Weller right now are the three special education teachers that have different hours um, assigned to us and then we just collaborate and find fits for our students um, that are enrolled as peers. So I imagine during that class time is when you prepare them to do that work? Yeah, so what I did um, to start the school year is I spent the first couple weeks with the peers in in the classroom doing some pre-teaching. There's some different modules that I had my students do. and then also the START program through Grand Valley State University. They have a whole curriculum that's really easy to use. It's aligned. Um, There's materials and content right there for the teacher to present to students and use to to teach them what they need to know before they enter the classroom. So you mentioned, so there are school, other schools in Michigan that are implementing this program. So do you ever collaborate with other schools or have you learned anything from other schools that have done this? So there's a community of practice that um, typically the ISDs that are participating in peer-to-peer have a a um, representative. So for Sharm, it's Mike Wolf. So he typically goes to those community of practice um, meetings as they're in Lansing. But um, myself and Erin, we have gone to some over the the time that we've done peer-to-peer. 
um, Sharem is looking to do a community here just within our ISD and then just naturally through typically our um, teacher consultants through the ISD they talk and sure. collaborate and you know so like Erin and I did a lot of connections last year with Harbor Springs and Jill Warner with um, their teacher consultant there to help support and, and provide ideas so it's right. it's a little bit of everything but yes absolutely and Matt referenced start has a website that has some really exemplar um, just examples of different peer-to-peer um, modules and just even um, activities and so starts always sharing out that information with us too so one of the things I saw on that website was that it referred to peer-to-peer -peer being a participation model not a helping model so can you talk about what that means yeah, so the, part, the participation model is so rather than um, appear in the classroom, um, maybe, you know, you don't want the peer to be in somebody who is, let's say, doing the work for a student. Um, right. You want that peer to be somebody who is, who is a friend, um, who is helping that student um, engage in the class um, you know you're not necessarily doing things for an individual okay. you're doing things with an individual so it's not just so, popping in and helping support them on their work it's yeah actually yep it's more it's way them. more than that okay. it's way more than that it's peers learning together so um, we do at the end of the semester our exam for our students and peer-to-peer -peer is just basically a reflection piece and um, I'm always amazed at how much the peers that are enrolled um, in it as an elective class, how much they share what they have learned from their peers. Right. So they always say, yeah. I went into this thinking I would be the person get giving, and and in fact, I was, I've received more than I've given. And so um, time and time again, we get examples of that, and that's our goal. We yeah. have our peers and look like they're enrolled in the class. We work collaboratively with the um, teacher of that class to have them have a desk next to their peer. But you know, if a, the class is taking a test, they're taking a test. I had, um, a young man that had support in auto and and his peer was enrolled in the class took the test with them you know was in a group together and so for everyone else it just looked like they were just um two sure. two peers working collaboratively versus like a helper so our goal is we don't need another mini teacher or aid right. support we want a genuine peer that's there just supporting them and i mean it's been really successful How as great. long as i've been here it's great that the peers are the, the the, the non-disabled peers are saying or referring to learning more or as much as their peers uh, in this experience. What are some examples of activities that your peers might be doing together? So I'm, my role at Potosky High School is I'm the teacher of our mildly cognitively impaired program. So peer-to-peer -peer looks a little different in my classroom. Um, I do have peers in my classroom right now, first through third hour, and so it just depends on what we're doing that hour. Our first hour, we run a mobile coffee business, and so right. our peers jump in and collaboratively um, share their roles and just um, accomplish the goals for that day. Um, second and third hour are our English and um, math hours, and so we have our peers just connected with groups of peers, and they just all collaboratively work together. Um, for example, today, um, two of our peers are in an environmental science class together later in the hour and so both of them were missing an assignment and so they just sat in the back of my room and worked together on that assignment to be successful and then actually our student in special education her role at the end of the hour was that she was going to re um, 
remind her peer at the beginning of class to turn in the assignment. So I just loved how it was, she had just as important of a role as the student without a disability in that, um, in that activity. So our activities just are very everyday, but it just, it's always successful. They're always working, they're always engaged, which is exciting. And, and then we try to do some fun activities. We do. Like we did pumpkin carving. Um, <laughs> You know, and just hopefully as, as we move on through the year, some little trips and we've done, things um, we can do. I, we went, we've, um, back when we first started, we did trips to the movies and bowling and miniature, miniature golf. golf. Yeah. Just fun, you know, fun activities to, sure. do, to do together. And, and we've helped facilitate last year peer-to-peer um, -peer along with our Blue Crew, which is our student, um, kind of like student section, our student group. Um, at different athletic events, we sponsored some of the pink game events, and so we had a shared medium. You'll hear a lot about medium of exchange, and so um, one of the barriers for our students in, in special education is they, they don't know where to sit if they go to an activity. They don't, and then if they go, and the blue crew, our blue crew has themed nights, and they show up, and they don't have pink, and it's a pink game, then that's a barrier, and so we worked with our blue crew to remove those barriers, sponsored the games, brought pink gear for everyone, and, and just helped support. So we try to do that, too, so it's not, it's hard to explain sometimes because it's not just a classroom. It's 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 school we want wide, it to be school wide, yeah. wide and we want it to be just what our community is. And so right. we um, we try to help support that as well. So we did gift wrapping for staff last year. I mean, we just let a lot of times the peers and the students lead um, lead the activities and come up with ideas and you know, we'll go from there. At a time when you know we we know more than ever, it's important that we'd celebrate students of all abilities. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it, I have to assume that this has had a positive effect on your culture in the school and that students are not seeing each other as having a disability or not. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, I think you know the whole, the whole idea is to make the school environment inclusive for everyone yeah. and, and break down those barriers and um, you know, learn learn something from everyone, mm -hmm. and I think peer to peer has definitely done that. I've seen the evolution through the years. I've seen um, the changes through the years, and it's just been really positive for our school culture, the environment, um, and the student you know the student body as a whole. Sure. And I think what I have noticed is um, being a more specialized program in the district sometimes. Um, our, our student body isn't aware of us and so peer-to-peer -peer has really opened that door and we are continually having former peers come in and say Mrs. Lowe we have this activity going on we'd like to you know we'd like to see if you'd like to join us or um, we're just we're now part of the school community regardless of where our classroom is it's we were asked with um, from student leadership this year to come and do a connected activity with them doing make creating food grams for the school community and and just there's been so many opportunities where our students um, are just being included naturally with their peers um, we'll have peers say hey I'm going to the dance would you like to come with us we've had peers um, sometimes rides are a barrier for our students and so our students have been invited to come and stay at somebody's house beforehand and they have dinner and hang out and then they all go to the game together and so those are just things that we take for granted that um, all students would be included but right. but it is a barrier for some of our students and so just time and time again I'm just overwhelmed by um, the opportunities that have been provided just by us really just shedding light on 
on peer to peer and and what that means. Yeah, and then I just I just want to add staff buy in as well. Oh, perfect. Um, we we have, you know, I'd say every teacher in this building has been really supportive of the program. They've recognized the need and see the benefit. Um, because there, there is some work on their part. There's communication that I'm mm-hmm. needing to have with them. They're having to take, a, you know, attendance for these students, um, you know, kind of monitor what's going on, give me feedback. Um, and it's, I just think it's been really positive that they see the benefit sure. and they're willing to participate in this. And I think it goes back to, like, Matt and Aaron had shared is it, it came as a strategy for a student and now it's it's one of the main strategies that's provided for any student and so you know I've even had other students in special education go from needing a peer to being a peer leader mm-hmm. and, and, and enrolling in peer-to-peer to be the peer and and so many times we hear that it's been referenced as well maybe peer-to-peer would do that or mm-hmm. could um, could this be something that we look into or um, I mean, we're, Matt, Nicole and I are continually emailing each other, just coordinating, you know, ways to connect our peers throughout the day. And it's, it's just, I love being part of that team and, and having that opportunity for all of our students. This is also great. I imagine that folks listening to this are going to wonder how to start one of these programs in their school. Have you had people from the region uh, pop in and ask how, how you started this and get advice? I, I haven't, but I will say I went to a conference in Gaylord yep. um, that was being, it was a peer-to-peer conference, and, and Petoskey High School was referenced quite a bit sure. in, in that conference, and they were sharing things that Heather's created, um, you know, and information about our program, so that was pretty neat hmm. to see. So if a school wanted to start a program, where would they, what would be the first step? I think the first step would be reaching out to their local itinerant team, so their teacher okay. consultants that might be on their Sharm ISD teams within their schools. Mm-hmm. Um, they have connections to Northern Autism Network, as Heather mentioned before, and we have Mike Wolf, who is our um, representative for that. And there are um, resources there for training, for funding, for all okay. kinds of you know things that can happen in-house as well as statewide as far as resource and act access goes Um, and I would be so bold to say that Heather and Matt would welcome anyone anytime to come and visit we've had a few visitors but we'd encourage anyone to come and just take that opportunity for lab classroom and sit in come and see a day at the coffee shop or go into the the woodshop program to see how that works or whatever that is for um, that they'd like to start in their program and see what it looks like you mentioned funding Uh, is that a barrier at all Is, is it a heavy lift to to fund the program or pretty much all volunteer I mean I think the barrier sometimes is the medium of exchange so I mean again we try to remove barriers so sometimes like we've used our NAN funding or Erin and I did um, receive a grant through um, Michigan Department of Health and Human Services last year which was instrumental in mm-hmm. creating some of the things Matt referenced like a video of what is gotcha. here to here but um, that that is typically um, something that it is nice to have some funding but that's where Mike Wolf you know helps support that there is money through NAN for startup and Mm -hmm. and also just um, sustaining programs Um, and then I think you know just being creative like I mean we've done some we decided we wanted to do a a school-wide event one year and we sponsored a family um, for Christmas and so we we threw we had a can drive for the school and so um, we've just that's how we've utilized funding sometimes as well. 
So. I'd like to mention one more creative endeavor that Heather has taken on that I think is also supporting the program, and that's her um, Petoskey High School pop-up shop. Could you speak to that a little bit, Heather, and how the students use that as a medium of exchange and as well as source of funding sure. for the program? Yeah, so we run um, in our program two micro-businesses, so we have our mobile coffee business um, that we run um, in-house here at Petoskey High School, typically just on Fridays, and then we're actually out in the district um, every Wednesday um, running that business, and our peers join us for that, and then we also um, do a pop-up shop, and so right, we just theme it, so we have a holiday market going on right now where we are um, utilizing our students' strengths and have just featured products. So right now it's wooden trees, um, decorative trees that we've sold probably close to 200 of it. Oh, wow. And we That's have, great. again, we utilize our peer strength. So um, one of my students that had a peer starting in wood shop um, when he needed it as a freshman is now in a two-hour building trades block for his second year. And so he's one of those leaders I've mentioned, but also one of our peers is in that same building um, trades block. And so we've utilized their support continuously to run this program. And then um, you know, the profit from that, we try to utilize them for, for example, um, birthdays are a huge deal in my classroom, and so we um, celebrate our students' birthdays, and so we use some of that money to have, they pick their, their favorite dessert, and then they make that. So not tomorrow, one of our peers and one of our students has a, it's their birthday week, and so they'll work collaboratively to make a shared um, dessert for us to have. And so I think just being creative and, and utilizing some of those supports. Again, Matt referenced teachers. We have had we have an amazingly supportive district that has um, embraced both endeavors for us and, and that provides employability skills for our students in special education, but also it, it's that medium of exchange. We just sit right. and have authentic conversations as we're creating something like our wooden trees and, and it just creates humor and and something to talk about because mm -hmm. that's usually a huge barrier for our students is just knowing what to say to somebody else and we don't have that you come into my room and we're laughing and joking and conversing about our pop-up shop or the coffee business or something that's going on and, and that's extremely helpful as well sounds like you've built a sense of community too around absolutely this. well i've been talking with aaron brofman heather lowe and matt mcsweeney about the peer-to-peer -peer program at petoskey high school uh, thank you all for talking with me today is there anything else you'd like to add the only thing I would like to add, um, one of our students that's a peer mentor um, said it so well. She said it's an amazing program where everyone wins, and when she said that, <laughs> it just it just stuck with me because because it is um, it supports all students and it benefits all students. I like that. It's a great way to end. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you again for having this conversation. I know the folks listening uh, will enjoy uh, hearing more about peer to peer, and you may receive some phone calls or emails uh, inquiring more. So thank you again. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Leaders in Education podcast. Please check out our archive for past episodes. And remember, the great thing about learning is that you never have to stop.